This is my framework, the five-step framework to create a perfect survey that will be able to help you go out to the market and get high-quality cold leads, somebody that is waking up and has no idea about you today, okay? You're going to be able to attract them. You're going to be able to identify which one belongs in each segment so that you can create custom targeted messaging so that your brand, your product, your service is positioned in a way that makes the customer feel like you created a specific product or service that is designed to help that segment with their specific problem. These are the five things that you want to do, okay? And I'm going to give you now some examples. I spent the last 17 years building my eight-figure performance business without using any of my own money, working with some of the most brilliant direct response marketers in the world today. Now I'm looking for entrepreneurs to join my affiliate army, built on ethics, transparency, and good old hard work. Join me to change the perception of how people view the greatest business in the world, affiliate marketing, and follow along as I learn, apply, and share performance marketing strategies working with some of the brightest people on the planet. My name is Eric Beer, and welcome to the Performance Marketer Podcast. Who out there right now that's watching this, that's listening to this, has ever heard of a Mac computer, right? The company called Apple has created the Mac computer. Well, when you go to their website or you go into the store, the first thing they're going to ask you is, are you looking for a Mac computer for your business? Or are you a student? Or do you want a computer that you're going to use for more on the weekend for leisure to, to scroll on the internet? Well, what they're doing is they're asking you a question so they can identify which type of computer they're going to try to sell to you. It's a Mac computer. All three of them are the same. Maybe different sizes, some bells and whistles on each computer, right? The business one, maybe they sell it for $3,500 and they have all different types of bells and whistles included in that computer, okay? But still, it's a Mac computer. The student who needs a Mac computer for school doesn't need all those bells and whistles. So they strip that down. They're selling them a Mac computer with some things that maybe are, are less software, maybe a smaller screen size, what have you, right? And the person that is leisure is going to get just the basic computer that has the access to the internet. What's the difference? The difference is price. They're talking to each customer. The business person can afford a lot more than the student. And the person that's out there just scrolling the internet doesn't want to spend a ton of money on a computer because they're not really using it for anything other than a hobby. Right, so there's a $3,500 Mac computer. There's a an $1,800 Mac computer. There's a $900 Mac computer. The only difference is who the audience is for each of those computers, who their target audience is, and then when they understand that, they can go deeper to understand the needs, the problems that each of them are having, the challenges they're having, why they would want a computer, and then that would be further niching down into another segment to understand each of those people's problems. So you may focus on just the, the business people or just people that are going back to school, right? People going back to school, there's been times where they've offered uh, free beats when you, when you purchase the computer for college kids. Well, kids love to listen to music, so they add that. They're not giving this away to anybody that buys a computer that has a business. I've been there. I, there's been, 
I remember going into the Apple store and I'm buying a computer and they said they're giving away free headphones, which I wanted, but only to the students. And I was like, oh, I love those, but <laughs> I'm out of college. And they're like, well, do you have anybody in your family? And I was like, well, I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old and um, they're not Doogie Howser, so no, that, I don't have college kids. Well, then sorry, you don't qualify. I was like, oh man, that stinks, right? Because I would have loved that. That would actually be good for me when I buy it and I would be buying it for the business. But I'm not necessarily that niche customer for Apple. They're looking for somebody who's willing to spend a ton of money, maybe big corporate for the business. But at the end of the day, they're creating perception to the consumer that they're customizing it for each of the individual situations. That's it. They're identifying, they're segmenting, they're targeting, they're positioning to create perception, to sell the same exact product to all three segments. Boom, right? A few more examples. So let's think about it as, let's say a real estate agent, right? Well, real estate agents out in the market, first off, it's very important on where you are. So when they're identifying some information from somebody taking this, it's gotta be location-based. So there's gotta be a, a geographic question in there to understand where they're at before they even go into anything else. If they're outside their limits, they don't qualify. They can't do business with them. So they wouldn't want to target anybody in that specific location outside of what they can cover, right? But so um, in one instance, there might be, uh, they're looking for buyers, right? So there could be segments on taking somebody through their survey or their quiz and identifying what their price range is. Because they want to talk to people that are, okay, let's say segment number one is people that uh, budget is from zero to 500,000, okay? And you want to do ranges so that you can cover a certain range rather than just trying to like guess on which one they are. But so zero to 500,000 is what you've identified is like the type of buyer that you have, right? And it could be based off of the buyer or inventory that you have or inventory in the market. So zero to 500,000. The second segment could be 500,000 to a million. And then it could be a million to two million and then two million plus. So you have four segments right now where you're identifying on the buy side where their range is. What does that do? Well, that allows you now to customize a report on showing them listings within a certain area of where they're looking. Now, in that type of survey, you want to learn a few more things about the consumer to be able to further niche down to what houses they're interested in. Maybe you want to know about what type of house they're interested in. A colonial, a ranch, right? Do they have children? Who are you selling to? If you have children, they're going to want to know about the school system, right? Or the crime within the town. Uh, do they have parks, right? You, you're trying to identify what's important to them that's going to ultimately influence their behavior, what they do, right? The behavioral part of it. So it's what things are going to help them with making a buying decision? And that's all around behavioral marketing. So that would be how you do it in the survey. So then you'd have a survey go on the back end. You get them a report showing them some of the houses that are available and letting them know that you'll be in touch with them. Or maybe you give them an ebook, or maybe you take them to a webinar to show them the 10 ways to find your dream house that will work with every buyer in the market to get the best price possible, right? So things like that. Let's say the real estate agent was looking for a seller. Well, in that instance, 
It's a very different marketing campaign. Buyers are easy. There's no commitment. They're, they're just looking for a house. As long as you don't have to sign on exclusively, typically you don't sign on with a, a broker exclusive as you're a buyer, right? But you create a relationship and then it builds from there. But what real estate agents really want is they want to find the sell side, right? Because if they do, then in that case, they can get the listing. And when they have the listing, when they're representing the seller, that is leverage. They have the house. Now they got to go find all these buyers in the market to come and purchase. But they know they're going to get paid on that as long as they can do their job. And sometimes the house sells itself. Maybe you don't even have to be that great of a real estate agent if it's an amazing house. And it also depends on the market, right? Like right now, I live in New York. So New York City real estate is on the down. And suburbs, houses are up because people want to get out of the city. Houses are going like this, bam, right? What's happened? What's changed? Well, with COVID, now people are working remote. So now people don't have to commute. So now they can work at home. So now that one and a half hour train ride that they took every day there and back doesn't have to happen anymore. They're working out of their home. So now it's like, wait a second. Well, I want, I want to get a nicer house. I, want, I need a, a spot to hang out at, right? It changes the whole dynamic, right? But so if you were doing it with a sell side, you would go out to the market in a different way. So maybe you would segment them by the time of when they want to sell. And you'd want to focus on the hook of what? What do sellers want, right? They want to sell their house for the highest price possible in the shortest amount of time, right? No greater feeling than listing your house and 24 hours later, you sold it rather than listing your house and it's sitting on the market for six to nine months. And now you're like starting to doubt yourself and lower the price, right? People want to just get the highest price. They want people bidding to get the highest price in the shortest amount of time. So you would focus on something with a hook where it's all around that concept, right? And you can segment them by one thing would be, um, what's the timing of when you want to sell your home? Zero to three months, three to six months, six months to a year or a year plus. You're going to communicate with those people very differently, right? The zero to three, those are hot leads. They're ready to pull the trigger. People three to six, their mental capacity is, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready, but I'm just not there yet. Well, someone that's persuasive enough might be able to convince them to list it because the timing's right and they want to get the highest value for the house. They wait, maybe they miss out, right? People have fun all day long, right? So that's the kind of stuff that you'd be doing, right? A ton of different local businesses can use this right? Um, dentists, chiropractors, you name it. I can, I promise you this can work for your business. I'll give you another example. Just the other day, my son, Zach, he wanted to get glasses. These kids, he doesn't need glasses. He doesn't need prescriptions, but all these kids want glasses for whatever reason. Maybe it makes them look cool, smart, or maybe they want to be Clark Kent, right? Uh, Anybody doesn't know that reference, Superman, right? But so he wanted glasses. So we went to this place called Warby Parker. It's a, it's a billion dollar company. You go to their site and what do they do? They say you want to shop for men or women. So, okay, that's the first thing. So they're already segmenting by gender, okay? Because they have different types for different types of genders. That's the first one. 
very basic, okay? Below that, and you guys can all go and check it out, they have that you can take a quiz, a survey, so that they can recommend the perfect frames for you, okay? And in their business, the way they work, right? Like, it's hard. Like, you're not buying eyeglasses online without trying them on. You need to try them on. I remember years ago, they used to have this thing where you upload your picture, and then you can just put glasses on. And that was also really cool, but like it just didn't, there was something about it that just didn't make you pull the trigger, right? So they came up with this plan where what they do is they want you to come to your site, you pick out five frames. They will send those frames to you for free to your home, and you have five days to try them on. Within five days, you then are going to send back all five pairs, and if you like any of them, then you come back and buy them. guys genius. So our goal, their goal, if they, Warby Parker, right, is to get somebody to pick out five frames so they can ship them to, to their house for free. They're not trying to sell them on the first visit. In their sales process, they need to just get frames out the door, free, free frames out the door. It's an easy layup. From a consumer's perspective, you don't pay a dollar. All right, cool. I'll pick five frames. Just send them to me. I don't have to do anything. It comes to my house. I don't got to pay for anything. There's no commitment. Right? So someone that doesn't know anything about this, okay, you're not asking me for too much. I would do it. So in their survey, what they're doing is they're trying to fit the exact type of frames for each person. And I, I jotted down the questions. I'll try to do it off memory. But the first question was, what's your gender? That's a demographic question. Then they start to ask, what is your face with? It's an odd question, right? What do you mean, what is my face with? The answers are narrow, medium, or wide. They have cute little cartoon pictures that show narrow, medium, or wide. And they're doing that because that's part of their segmentation, right? Different glasses look good on different types of faces. Like I have a narrow face, so I would pick narrow, right? Now, they start to ask other questions like the material type. Do you, do you like metal, mixed metal? What kind of colors? You can customize the type of colors that you're interested in. Uh, they ask you when your last eye exam was taken. But it's interesting, on this, on this question, what they're doing is, that's like a bit more invasive and, and I don't know when I took my last eye exam. So they have the ability for you to skip that question, right? You can do that later, because they don't want to get into all that. So you can either answer it, one to three months, three to six months, what have you, or skip. I bet most people skip it, unless you're going there from someone recommending it. But so. Then they get into, and this is, this is a good question, right, in your survey. This is all based on, this is a product question. What they're doing is, they're saying to you, okay, we have your results, but before we give them to you, do you want us to just show you eyeglasses, or do you want us to also include sunglasses? Well, I came there for eyeglasses, but now they're asking me about sunglasses, and I'm like, hmm, maybe. I don't know, I wasn't thinking about sunglasses, but perhaps, right? I guarantee you a percentage of people are clicking yes, and what's happening is then they're starting to show sunglasses and eyeglasses. But let's say you didn't pick it, right? So what they do is they land you on a page, and all they're doing at that point is they worked backwards from all of their products to filter out all of the types of frames, colors, the face types that fit each of these specific eyeglasses. Yeah, you can go back and say, show me all of them. But what they're doing is they're already filtering it for you. 
And they do that, they come up with those questions based on their business. Because they know that when people are trying on glasses, there's certain types of faces that glasses look good on. Narrow versus medium, right? Or a wide face. And they're now able to get people to come and make it a seamless process. And the beauty is, people just click. Boom, 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 boom. All right, send it to me. I'm giving you my information. Because you're giving me something free. You're giving me something of value. Now I give my name, I give my address, I'm signing up, right? Now they have my contact information. They're building a list. Now, let's say I came from Facebook and they bought that click. The next time they want to communicate with me, they don't need to pay Facebook because they got me into their database. Maybe I, I sent a text. Maybe I signed up for their email list. Maybe I signed up for their Facebook Messenger. Whatever the means of communication is, they're going to be able to communicate with the customers on it. And at the end of the day, at that point now, they're going to receive those five glasses in the mail and come home and try them on, which we did, right? My son tried them on. We checked them out and we, we came to the results that we loved one of them. He looked the best in one of them. Great. So what we did was we packed them up, closed the box, went outside and put it back into my mailbox. Lifted up the flag to let the mailman know that they need to take it back. So for me, I didn't really have to do much, right? It was very, I didn't have to go to a store. I didn't have to go to, back to the post office. I didn't have to pay for any shipping, nothing. Everything was free. The experience was great up to this point. And now they say, if you liked anything, come back to the site and buy it for $95. And guess what, guys? We did. We bought it for 95 bucks. Then they upsell you. Do you want sunglasses, right? Do you want certain things that can help you clean your glasses? Do you want Blu-ray, right? They're upselling you for if you're looking at the computer. I mean, a billion dollar business, guys. They're doing all of this. They're using a survey. They're using quizzes to identify their segments. They're targeting them. They're customizing the targeting. They're ultimately positioning Warby Parker to somebody's specific needs. So if you're on their email list, they're only going to send you emails around things that they know about you, right? So in that instance, they can have, let's call it their segments are narrow, wide, medium. They can have uh, an email sequence after to each of them customized to those people. All you got to do is change one or two of the variables and then trigger a four-day buying cycle of an email sequence. I created a 14-day email sequence in my platform. That's turnkey, you guys. Just got to answer some questions and it builds it for you. Um, and it's beautiful. And I'll talk about that at a later date, but there's a, there's a strategy behind how you do this. Day one, day two, day three, day four, right? Each day, there's a meaning for that email. And it's all leading towards nurturing these leads, getting them to trust you, giving them value so that they will pull the trigger. And that's it, guys. That's my five-step framework to create the perfect survey or the perfect quiz, whatever you want. At the end of the day, this is it. Boom. Attract, identify, segment, target, position. There you have it, guys. If you like this, do me a favor. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Turn on your notifications. And leave a review. It goes a long way, and I appreciate it, truly. So please, take some action. And if you're having trouble, generating leads online, high quality leads. I want to hear it. I want to hear all about it.
You can type it down below in the comments. What your biggest challenge is when you're trying to generate leads. Where are you struggling? Where are you striking out? For the record, guys, as you start to do this, what I'm doing is I'm asking you because I'm trying to find segments, right? I already know my segments, but that's how you do it. You communicate with your customers. You listen to your customers. You ask them questions. They're going to tell you what their problems are. You do not have to guess. You should not be guessing on your segments. You just have to ask. So like I said, if you want to generate leads, if you're a business looking to generate leads and you're struggling, tell me why. Write it below. I'll read it and I'll answer it. If you're somebody that wants a lead gen business and wants to create cash flow, this works. You can do it. I generated $100 million doing this. I promise you, it works. And I can teach you all the steps to get there. And you can use my platform to build a serious business. So leave a message below. Tell me what's up with you. You can also join my new text community, 917-636-1998. If you have any questions from this, ask me. Shoot me a text and ask me the question. What's going to happen is they're going to ask you to add my contact to your phone. You're going to be added to my phone. And then we're going to have the ability to communicate through text. Ask me questions. Take advantage of it. I'm telling you, I spend about 30 minutes a day answering questions for my tribe. For you performance marketers that truly want to do this, I will put the time in. If you believe and you work hard, I'm there. I love this stuff. I could talk about this all day long. I geek out on this. It's, it's so much fun. And what's so exhilarating for me is that I know it works. So for me to show you how to do this and then you see results and I can make an impact on your life, that's meaningful. That gives me the goosebumps. So text me. 917-636-1998. And guys, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, go at it. Go get some. Kick some butt. And I'll see you on the turnaround. Later. Would you like to learn how I built my business using other people's money? If so, then go join my 21-day challenge at performancemarketersecrets.com. I look forward to meeting you and welcoming you into my family. And remember, results don't lie but the people who don't have any do. Thanks for listening.